the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to evangelism, spreading the good news, it can't be done without the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Welcome, this is Way of Grace. Pastor Jessica Stand continues with our series, simply entitled The Person and Work of the Holy Spirit. The essential need of His work in our lives and in the lives of those around us come to the forefront as we spend time in this wonderful series, giving a clear view of just exactly who the Holy Spirit is and what His role and responsibilities in the Trinity have to do with you and I. Here's Pastor Jessica Stan with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Look at verse 9. I love this. I thought about this. I'm going to read verse 8 and 9. Whom have you not seen, Jesus, we love. And whom though now you see him not, Jesus, we believe. You rejoice, you rejoice, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Lord, it ain't so. I don't hardly know anybody that rejoices like that. I'm going to be honest. Can I be honest? I wish I did. I wish I could say I know one saint among us or all my Christian life that could describe that kind of joy. I don't know him. And you're not even looking at one. I don't know him. I want to know him. Lord, give me somebody whose heart is completely loaded with the weight of the expectation of your return. And they're so in love with you, they can't even open their mouth. Too wonderful. Too wonderful to talk about. Too wonderful to talk about. My heart is indicting a good matter. I'm indicting a matter concerning the king. And the glories of the king are so full, so, so massive, so enormous in my understanding and in my mind. Words cannot articulate. I would, I would do injustice to try to articulate the beauties of this glorious God. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm weighed down with the unspeakable glory of Jesus Christ. I wish I could meet people like that. But I don't. Lord, have mercy on us. Because, see, it's written in the scriptures for us to have hope. And this is what Peter said. Now, look at verse 9. Here's what he says. In verse 9, he says, receiving the end of your what? Even the salvation of your soul. This is worth two cents in our discourse. Here it is. Your faith starts at the time in which God deposits in you through the new birth the ability to see Jesus in his glory and submit to him as Lord and Savior. We'll pick that up next week as we deal with the three cardinal principles the Holy Ghost always uses to deal with all of us. When you said yes to Jesus, that's where faith had already begun. You couldn't say yes and you had, unless you had faith, right? Right. The Lord said, seek my face. And David said in Psalm 27, thy face will I seek. And that's what you and I are doing. In the face of Jesus Christ, we are seeking God, right? That's when it began. 
No one in here listening to my voice has come to the end of your faith. That term telos means to complete it. It means to come to the end to be able to say it is what? To be able to say what Paul says, I've run my race, I've fought my fight, I've finished my course, henceforth is laid up for me. None of us here are at the end of our faith. Therefore, you don't get to boast as if you are ready to take your armor off when many of us have not even fought a good warfare. Am I making some sense? And yet what Peter is saying to us, he's saying, let your faith lead you all the way across that finish line. Because once you cross that finish line, the end of your faith is the salvation of your soul. Do you hear it? The salvation of your soul. Peter's echoing what his master said in Matthew 23, around verse 13 and 14, when he says, he that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. As he said in the book of Luke, in patience, possess ye your soul. What am I getting at right here? I'm saying that there is a sense in which often we fail to calculate the reality that we have nothing to boast about until we breathe our last breath. Now, we don't like that. We're Americans. We love to boast in stuff we have not accomplished. Really do. Even with the gospel. But the gospel will unease you by letting you know you got to believe today. And then when tomorrow comes, you got to believe tomorrow too. And then when next week comes, you got to believe next week too. And when next year comes, guess what you got to do? You got to still believe. You got to believe until God takes the breath that he gave you away from you. You got to die believing. That's what the Hebrew people were told, right? And these all died in what? That's right. Not having received the promise that they without us should not enjoy the fullness of that. All right, let's move now to our final point of which I want to just broach as we get ready to deal with what Peter now calls the testimony of the Spirit's apostolic mission. I love this. The testimony of the Spirit's apostolic mission. This is where you and I want to be careful to just hear it. We don't have to try to break our brains and trying to figure it out. Just hear it. I'm going to share a number of things here and then we'll close it down. Just hear what Peter says. Having received the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Verse 10. Verse 10. First Peter 1.10. Of which salvation? What is the topic now? Salvation. It was the, it was the topic in verse 9. The end of our faith is salvation. Like, like the totality of our salvation. We have been saved. We are being saved. And what? We will be saved. That's the truth, right? The end of it. And now Peter says the prophets have been utilized by God to bring the message of grace by which you and I are saved to bear on this topic. Now watch what he says. He says in verse 10, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come to you. Now mark it now, Peter's in the New Testament. He's talking about Old Testament prophets. He's reaching back into the old code, right? Genesis to Malachi, y'all know that, right? He's reaching back into the old code, Old Testament, which was written by who as the primary author? The Holy Ghost. Y'all with me? That's what we talked about last week, right? He was the author of scripture. He worked through holy men of old to write down what was penned. Hence, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So what Peter is doing is going back and showing us the posture and focus of the prophets of old. And that's what I want you to get here because there's nothing new under the sun. The saints in the Old Testament 
needed Christ like we do in the New Testament. And the saints in the Old Testament, they were committed to the emphatic process of pursuing Christ as you and I should do today. And I really want you to get the posture. What you're about to hear in these two verses, 3, 10, 11, and 12, watch this now. Searching, seeking diligently, inquiring, looking intently, enthusiastically, passionately, committed to one object, and that's Christ. That's what verse 10, 11, and 12 is about. Are y'all hearing me? I'm going to say it again because I want you to get it. The posture of the people in verse 10 through 12 is that they search. They seek. They labor intently. They strive passionately. They critique. They analyze. They fix themselves on. They enthusiastically and energetically look for everything they can find out about Jesus. Y'all got that? That is the lesson and ethic out of verse 10 and 11 that I want to drive home, of which salvation the prophets have inquired, have inquired, have inquired. Look in your outline under point number three, sub point A, the grace of Christ preached by the Old Testament. That's what he says over in verse 10, right? Of the grace that should come unto you, of the grace. We call that point to the floor because the salvation of the people of God in the New Testament is the same as that in the what? Oh, we are saved by grace through faith. They weren't saved by works and us by faith. They were saved by grace in the old as we are saved by grace in the new. Would y'all agree with that? The grace that should come. But if you mark the construction as they are inquiring about the salvation, they are searching diligently. Do you see that in verse 10? Searching diligently, diligently searching Two powerful verbs in this context. First, the idea of searching, searching, searching. And the word means to search all the way out, to to labor and to excavate, to dig, to dig, to analyze, bring it up out, to mine the ore of the mountains of the mysteries of the gospel. To mine the oars of the mountains of the mystery of the gospel. But with an attitude, hear me now, with an attitude that says, I have no other objective but to find out about the riches of the glory in the person and work of Christ. That is my goal. That is my calling. That is my longing. That is my passion. That is my quest. In fact, the terms there imply that of almost a legal case is like this. I want to just paint the picture before I shut it down. The idea of searching diligently is the idea of the law finding an individual guilty and then exposing that individual's guilt by every act that individual committed. Like when you end up going to court and then you have prosecutors after you and they look for all the evidence. They look for all, they turn over every stone, every rock, every piece of information, all the data. It's with that kind of legal tenacity that the prophets labored, labored to know this thing that you and I are talking about. It's with that kind of legal tenacity that they search and labor. In fact, isn't that what Jesus said in John 5, 39? You are searching the scriptures. 
It's in the indicative form. That's not a command. You are searching the scriptures. In other words, he said, now we know what you're doing. You are digging, you are digging, you are laboring. And I love the way Acts 17.10 puts it. Paul is in Thessalonica and there are some Jews up there that didn't like his message, but he went down to Berea. He went down to Berea, a synagogue in Berea, Acts 17.10, pull it up. And you know what it says? Now these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Do you hear it? More noble. Watch this. These were more noble than those in what? In that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Lord, fix me. Fix me. Because this is where it messes up with all of us. When the word of God is opened up, just the book on an objective level by me or any other teacher. If your head is not right, God's not going to talk to you at all. At all. God, you will not hear from God if your head is not right. Do you hear me? Because it's a relationship. It's a relationship. And the spirit of God is speaking to people who will actually be in a posture of diligently searching. I'm going to make that good in a moment. I know it offends some of you. I know some of you are arguing in your mind. Oh, I've got revelation coming in here drunk. I bet you did. I've gotten revelation coming in here with my mind, on my car, on my house, on this. But you didn't get the revelation that you really needed. You didn't get the depths of the revelation that God had available to you because that only comes with a posture of diligently searching, diligently seeking. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Some of y'all are. Some It's way over your head. But this is why God requires us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Lord get this home to my people because if they don't get it, you will always come up in here and leave inadequately met. You will leave inadequately met because worship is not a consequence of outward forms like just showing up at the building doesn't mean you're worshiping God. Please get it. The heart has to be vulnerable to the true and the living God. It has to be honest. It has to be broken before God. Not broken before men, broken before God. God, speak to me today. You don't talk like that, you're not guaranteed to get anything but a little intellectual fodder in your brain. You can go away from here with more knowledge, but not a deeper relationship with God. And according to the Bible, knowledge what? Knowledge what? It puffs up. Love edifies. I'd rather be built up than puffed up. Built up than puffed up. I want to know him better when it's over with. I want him to deal with me more acutely. I want him to remind me that it's all right. I want the spirit of God to say something to me in the preaching that I know no human being could have done that. That I know that was God and that was God alone. Hear me. My time is up. Hear me. Please hear me. You can go years with never hearing from God. And then you look up and one day your heart has no interest in worship. Yep. Listen to it. Let me see if I can just close it down this way. It says, of which salvation the prophets inquired and searched diligently. Is that what it says? Two verses. One of them is in Hebrews 11, verse 6. 
Hebrews 11 and verse 6. And the other one is what our master quoted in the Gospel of Matthews. And he said this to his disciples. And at the time, it didn't make any sense, but it makes sense now to me. In, Math, in Hebrews 11, we quote it all the time, do we not? We, 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 we quote this language all the time where we say, but without faith, it is impossible to what? For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that what? That goes your word. Now you know the characteristic of the seeking. That is not casual. That is not a part-time job. That is not third on the list, fourth on the list. And see, you know, I've been pastoring for quite, a t- quite some time now. And you guys, you guys know this. Go to Matthew 13, 17 now. You, got, you, guys, you guys know this. I've often asked the question, what in this universe is more important than God? What in this universe is more important than God? I I still haven't gotten an answer beyond the word nothing. And I'm I'm waiting on one. And yet, you know what the challenge is? I see us acting like there are other things more important than God. Right? But I don't see that with Jesus. Jesus. I didn't see that when he came. When he came, I'm about my daddy's business. I didn't see that with the apostles. When what we are talking about, the apostolic gift was given to them, that is the Holy Ghost, you know what they were about? Their father's business. They lived for Christ. They spoke of Christ. They preached Christ. They taught Christ. They went everywhere for Christ. Are you ready? And they died for Christ. See, really, the apostolic gift is to get a hold of you, get in your business, and make you a permanent servant of the true and the living God, shaping and forming you and conforming you to the image of Christ so that you live for him, you suffer for him, and you die for him. That's really what this thing is called about. See, now, if I stop right there, we're going to all go out here all quiet and melancholy. But that's real Christianity. Where I'm at right now is real Christianity around the world. That's real Christianity. All of this kind of stuff that we're doing in America, in Western Christianity, it's not Christianity. Ah, we're just kind of wasting our time. Would y'all agree? It's kind of spinning our wheel. We got eternity bound souls passing us all day long. Every day, don't we? Look at what he said. This is what Christ said to the apostles when he had preached uh, uh, the parable of the sword and the son. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you what? See and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Do you see it? They have desired to see those things which you see and to hear those things which you hear and have not. Christ put the apostles above the prophets in that the prophets spoke of the grace that should come, but never ever actually saw it. So point B then, after the grace of Christ preached, the diligent search of the scriptures, because that's what they did, 
It's an interesting concept. They searched the scriptures. Would you agree with that? They searched the scriptures. Uh, uh, Isaiah would search the scriptures of Moses and, and Daniel would search the scriptures of Jeremiah and, 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 and Hosea would search the scriptures of Isaiah. All the prophets that preceded them, they would search their scriptures to find out what God was up to. And according to your word, they would know it. And here's the application to you and me. We actually got all their scriptures. We got all their scriptures. And if we have the same spirit of Christ, is that what Peter said? The spirit of Christ that was in them. Do y'all see that? Look at it. The spirit of Christ that was in them. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ, the spirit of Christ. This is what I meant about the uh, apostolic calling of the spirit. He is now the spirit of Christ. Why? He's sent on the behalf of Christ. He's operating now as the immediate representation of Christ. He doesn't even own himself now. This is the beauty of the self-effacing nature of the third person. He's coming in Christ's behalf. He's not talking about himself. His whole duty is to unpack Christ, reveal Christ, and manifest Christ to all of us. I hope there's no one in the house that is ever bored with the term Christ. I hope there's not a soul in this place that thinks somehow that you've heard enough about Jesus Christ. Do you hear me? May God have mercy on us to that end. Let me close it by saying in our text what Peter said, and I'll close with verse 12, and we'll come back and pick this up next week. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify. I'll pick that up. When it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. All we know in the Bible is the sufferings of Christ. That's his atonement. And the glory that should follow. That's his exaltation, right? Unto whom it was revealed. This is what the Old Testament prophets discovered. They come to realize that not unto themselves were these things written or spoken, but unto us. They did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them. Who? The apostles that have preached the gospel unto you. Here it is with the Holy Ghost. What? Sent down from heaven. Do you guys see that? The Holy Ghost is the reason why today you've heard the gospel. The Holy Ghost is the reason why today you have a Bible where Jesus is exalted. The Holy Ghost is the reason today in his apostolic mission that I can press on you, press on you the superlatives and supremacy of Christ. Without the Holy Ghost, I couldn't do it. You and I, we're too depraved to love God and to want Christ to sit up under preaching for over an hour. Let him take the Holy Ghost away from us and watch how bored we are with God. Bored. And then the church has to play games. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost chose to get in your business? Aren't you glad He's powerful enough to drag you along with him like Jesus did the 12. Come, follow me. They followed him. He wore him out, didn't he? Holy Ghost, wear me out. Wear me out. 
Come get me, take me wherever you want to, show me what you want to, wear me out. Whatever you do, Holy Ghost, don't let me go. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Studying God's Word that we might show ourselves approved, that we might come to a deeper love and understanding of God's amazing love for us in Jesus Christ. This has been Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We are always delighted and grateful that you take a few moments to spend with us, that we might, again, study to show ourselves approved. And as we leave you today, we would also leave you with an invitation to join us for worship in person. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Pastor Jessica Stand and Grace Bible Church of Hayward, please consider this a formal invitation to spend Sundays with us. 11 a.m. is the worship service, 10 a.m. if you would like to join us for Sunday school. And don't forget, Friday evenings at 8 p.m., we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word with brothers and sisters in Christ from a variety of churches all over the Bay Area. That's at 8 p.m. Friday evenings. For directions and more information, simply stop by our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Or give us a call, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're looking for a copy of today's program, you can either contact us by phone or mail. Send $5 and we'll get a CD out to you. Or stop by grace-bible.com and download the audio file for free. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. 94541 is our zip code. And one final note as we conclude our time together today. We're able to come to you daily here on KFAX because of friendships and partnerships with people such as you who see the value of this ministry. Now, while it is free to listen to, for us, there is a cost, and we are a listener-supported ministry. No matter the size of your gift, it's greatly appreciated. So would you take a moment and pray about it and then contact us with your gift today? 510-886-9782 is our phone number, or write to us, 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.